And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of The Beat. This this one live tonight. We are like 25 minutes late. Brennan, how are we doing here? Uh, as I think you broke something or somebody broke something, but we're all good. We're all good now, I think. I th- we, we will t- we will take the blame. We will we will take well, the blame for what, whatever uh, whatever has occurred. But uh, that's fine. Yeah. No, this so, is exciting. This is cool. Many yeah? years I mean, of I doing th- this, and here we are, big boy. I think that, like I've seen, I've seen a lot of these rooms, and I'm I'm looking at the, uh, you know, the folks uh, that are coming in. I I recognize a lot of the names. Chris Burke, of course, in here. Legends. <laughs> and I recognize a lot of the uh, the commenters uh, as well. And you know, I think the deal here tonight, and and we're gonna let people kind of come on in. You want one of us to tweet this again that we're actually going here. Yeah. Um, you you do the intro. I'll, I'll fire. But I think that. Um, you have a question for us anything one way or the other um send you know i think you could raise your hand or and we'll let you speak and you can talk to us for a couple minutes and we can chat and if you don't want to do that you can ask it in the uh, chat box there and we can get to you that way um the weird part of this nick is that you know we usually have video going when we're speaking to each other and now it's just as if we are talking like we would on the phone, which we also do regularly. So sure. the conversations we have on the phone are very different than the conversations we have on the <laughs> podcast. And, <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like we need to be very careful here. <laughs> this could get a little fast and loose. I've cracked a beer. Uh, so, uh, oh, so let's hope that, that no one gets fired in the next hour or an hour and a half. I'm not on, uh, when I'm not on the other end of the video, you, you're just, you just get lost. You just don't know what, you know, there's no like, uh, anchor there. Well, Mike's on the other, no. Mike's on with us. So he's not going to let this thing get, uh, completely out of control tonight. So, okay. Let's, okay. Let's, we're let's okay. Everyone hope. Let's uh, start this thing. Yeah. We got a question yeah, on the, in the, uh, in the can here from, uh, loyal listener Gregory. And I think we're, if Gregory's still here. We're going to unmute, uh, unmute his line and see how this goes. So, uh, Gregory W., are you there? We unmuted you here. Have you joined the stage? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Hey, yes, we can. Greg, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Awesome. The awesome, first, Greg. Is it Gregory or Greg? Uh, Gregory's fine. Fine. Okay, so the first guest in the history of our uh, live. This is big. Here, so. Very I'm good. Honored. I'm honored. Yeah. <laughs> we and are I, I know, well. I, uh, I did follow Brendan's... Uh, request on twitter and i did bring the beer i will say i didn't make it through one during the delay so um, <laughs> what are you what are you what are you sipping on greg i am drinking uh rheingeist truth okay i don't oh, think i've heard i think i've heard of that name before but i've never had that Honestly, i know i've heard of that name okay 
Cincinnati. Okay. So a couple quick I, questions for you guys. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Fire away. Okay. Just a few here. Um, so I've been listening to you guys since the rant days. Um, <laughs> the t-shirts. Great intro, by the way. I, t- I still think I should bring that intro. Shout out to John back. Counts, of course. <laughs> um, <Local> journalist. <laughs> and I hear Nick talk about, you know, how he watches college football games or football in general. And I just was just curious, you know, there's obviously a lot going on during a football game. And mm-hmm. when you watch it live, what do you look at? I'm going to assume it's probably the offensive line. Um, but yep. just how do you take it in live? Just there's so much yeah. going on. What position groups do you look at? Um, I, that's a really good question. And I think it's like, and I've, I've gotten that before and it depends on, it always depends on the situation or the game. Like it always depends on, um, you know, sort of what I'm most interested in or what I'm, or, or, or what I'm convinced is going to be kind of the, you know, the long and short, the easiest way to find out, you know, how it's going to go. But the, the easiest answer is usually it's, yeah, it's the lines, but you know, there have been other times where, you know, a particular matchup or something catches my eye. But I mean, for me, the easiest way for me to to figure out who's in control of a college football game, and I think most people would agree with this, is you watch the first 10 minutes, and if you watch the lines, like who's con- is someone controlling the line of scrimmage one way or the other? If so, yes, then this thing is you know going to go the way you think it's going to go. And if not, then it's going to be, you know, we'll see. But for me, that's always usually where it starts, yeah. So that might be boring, but like... I don't know. Brandon's no, answer is always different. Just the ball. But, you know, it's rarely the ball, though. Yeah, hmm. I guess that would be my answer. I follow the guys in green where they go. Uh, not the, the Eagles. Eagles, not Michigan State. Um, <laughs> the guys the, the uh, <laughs> We had that episode, if we can find it. It's, it's in the archives somewhere from during the pandemic where that, we I had think, an episode where, where Nick just taught me how to watch football, essentially, and yeah. explained the offensive line and all this other stuff. That might be an interesting listen. Um if you want to go way further down this wormhole into Nick's you know, groups and, and stuff like that. And like, uh, another yes. thing too, another <laughs> thing too, I would say another thing too, I would say that that comes up with this. And I think um, Ted Wynn, who writes for us, who does a great job with um, football analysis, he wrote about this once and I thought it was super smart. And I've heard this before when you're watching football, watch the open space on a field and that usually will point where the ball is going to go, right? Like the offense is usually going to attack where the, where the grass is. So if you watch the grass in open space, that's usually a good tip of to find where usually the ball is going to find that open space one or the other. Perfect. Um, and one quick question for you, Brendan, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't mean to bore Nick here with these, uh, no worries, golf, yeah. question, golf questions. Oh, awesome. Um, like this. But, um, Brent, I'm just curious what your thoughts are, and I know there's with the Saudi Golf League. It's mm-hmm. you know I think some of them had to sign on non-disclosure if the player if they talk with them. Um, That's right. But is it in your your opinion that there are players who have signed some sort of contract with yeah the league? Oh yeah. I mean, I, obviously I mean the NDA is for sh- the NDA is for sure, and I'm. I I think it got to the point where some guys might have actually signed, like maybe those like what are they called? Nick, what are those? What are those? Uh, like the the initial the, contracts like, called the MOU, the memor the rem- MOU. Memorandum. Like, yeah. like I, I wouldn't be surprised if it got to the level of something like that legally for, binding. You know, for like, some guys, right? But 
but they also they also have out clauses on those right. sometimes. Um, so I, I would not be surprised. I don't know of anybody for for sure. I mean, I don't. I'm not that. I'm not plugged in enough for that. You know, even Lynch or someone like that would have would have reported that if if it's if it's known. But I mean, this thing was building from. I remember being at Kiowa um, for the PGA Championship, and it's all anyone was talking about that week was man. There's all these clandestine meetings being held between uh, agents and and Saudi reps and um, player managers and all this stuff. And they were being, you know, they were being held on the Island in like high end homes and hotels and stuff. Uh, And that that's, so it's been going on for a minute. And of course, you know, the, the great irony being Phil won that week and who knows what was happening behind closed doors. Um, So yeah, to your question, I I wouldn't be surprised if some guys had like some MOUs or something like that actually in front of them, whether they're signed or not. I, I don't know, but this thing really collapsed pretty quickly once once the dominoes of those big names kind of fell in order. So uh, I I don't know. I just hope that it doesn't dominate the conversation of so much of the season the way it did um, last season and and um, and over the winter. Yeah, it's fascinating. One last thing, I'll let you go. I don't want to take up too much time. Um, no worries. I know you're uh, a while back, a couple of years ago, right when COVID hit, you were supposed to do that um, travel with Jim Nance. Um, yeah, yeah. And I hope that I don't know if that's in the works or not, but I would just be fascinated for you to experience that. And I know you'd write a hell of a piece out of it. So. Thanks, you know, man. Yeah. Fingers crossed that happens for <laughs> fingers you know, are very much crossed. Uh, I would tell you if I knew if it was already booked, uh, it, it is, it is not. Um, but if not this year, maybe another year. Yeah. It would be a, it'd be a real treat just to kind of see it get done at that level. I am. It, it would also be weird cause I'm doing, I'm working on a broadcast story right now. Kind of. Um, I just spent part of last week with Robbie Hummel, um, cause I think he's really, cool. emer- really emerging as a voice that's going to be, yeah. um, he's gotten better, really, better. Yeah. I mean, he's not only terrific at his job, but I think he's going to kind of be like the, a, a player, um, you know, if he wants to, if he wants to be outspoken on stuff and, and all that, but he, yeah, he's going to be, I think he's going to be broadcasting final four sooner rather than mm. later, like getting up to that level of being like the guy. Um, cool. so we spent some time together and, we talked about how he went about learning how to do this, you know, transitioning from player to broadcaster and, and kind of this position he finds himself in, in at age 32. Um, and he was awesome. So yeah, that's going to drop, I think Wednesday morning. Um, I should probably get that done at some point. So. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise. Gregory, uh, appreciate that. Greg, thanks, man. Appreciate, appreciate that from Gregory. And next up here, uh, we're going to be joined by Alex. If he is here, I'm going to log him on. Alex, are you uh, are you live with us still, or did we lose you? Hey, can you guys hear me all right? Yes, perfect. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing good. Uh, awesome you guys awesome. are doing this. Great to tune in. First off, I have to ask, what are you both drinking tonight? Because I know Brendan said he already opened up a beer. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. many deep I, are you? I, how many? How many, <laughs> Brendan? Uh, I'm, I'm on my second. Let's everyone take it easy. Nothing too crazy. Um, I'm drinking an Elliottville Bach from Elliottville Brewing in uh, New York. Uh, delicious. Delicious. And I've got a blood orange Hefeweizen 
on tap, also yeah. from Elliot. Or I'm sorry, it's Ellicottville. Ellicott. E L L I C O T T V I L L E. I just got it. I'm on as a Christmas gift. I got a uh, one of those male beer variety thing. So once a month, I get a Calendar? giant box of beer to drink. Yeah, it's great. Oh, Except, nice. Except for all the carbs, but whatever. <laughs> I'm drinking water. I uh, have children. And I went hard last <laughs> night at the uh, Revolution pay-per-view for all those who celebrate. I know there are some wow. listening who do. But uh, but no, nothing tonight for me. Just water. But Alex, what How are you drinking? You? I am drinking. It is called Sugarbush. It is from Upper Hand Brewing Company up in Escanaba. And it is a Ooh. maple syrup lager. And I would definitely recommend Whoa. it. It is delicious. Whoa. Pour that, that shit on pancakes or what? You could. There's even You'd a recipe could, yeah. to make it with pancakes that they have on their yeah. website. But I would definitely not only recommend this beer, but I would recommend Upper Hand in general. The Upper Peninsula's oh, yeah. beer cool. scene is very underrated. Lots of great breweries up there, which ties into my question. I went to school up yeah. in the Upper Peninsula. So, I, Brendan, you mentioned uh, a couple months back that you were talking about writing a story about Upper Peninsula basketball. And as somebody who was a student manager – up at Northern. <laughs> I was very intrigued by this story and just wanted to hear just a little it'll bit more happen. into what your thought process was with that. It'll happen. Yeah, that was uh, close I, once, right? I, it it was really, yeah. really close to happening yeah. where I want to go up and write one piece on all the D2 schools up there, um, you know, hit one, hit a game at each and, and write about, you know, not only kind of how the remoteness of it, but, you know, the travel that they go through and blah, blah, blah. And the reason it fell through at that time was like, I was going to go up with a photographer. So probably either, you know, uh, Mike Mulholland or Melanie Maxwell, who we mm-hmm. both worked with at, at MLive, uh, you know, we were going to go together and it was also going to be very visual. You know, we wanted the pictures of these guys getting off the buses with, you know, snow up to their <laughs> shoulders, <laughs> you know, and the balls <laughs> under their arm and trudging along with their hooded sweatshirts up and blah, blah, blah. And I called like, <laughs> call, yeah, right. Called like three days before I was supposed to travel up. And uh, I was talking to someone at the schools and they were like, oh yeah, it's the, you know, it's the most mild winter ever. It's perfect. There's not an, there's not an inch of snow on the ground. Everything's green. I'm like, oh no, this is a disaster. So we had to bag the whole thing, but that is on the list. It will, it will happen. Um, and now that I'm, you know, big time flexing, national writer i'll just go do whatever the hell i want right now <laughs> yeah there you go i mean you got you can't make snow though i mean you still have to have the, uh, the whole thing but i still think that'll be that would be a cool thing because alex would know as alex knows you've never been up there i don't think right brendan you've never uh i i crossed over i mean the really been up once there? no i crossed over the so, bridge once and saw the where those waterfalls that are like 45 minutes inland there's a lot of waterfalls. Yeah, there's a waterfall, dude. But <laughs> point being, you could go, like, all the way across and hit all the schools, and it would be, like, just, yeah, I mean, just the adventure of that whole thing alone, yes. that Alex could speak to, would be, like, worth it on its own. It's a completely different world up there. Yeah. You'd have a great time. Now, but Alex, I've... do you golf? I do not golf, but I do know that there is several golf oh. courses up there. Uh, I was so I went to school up in Northern Michigan University. There's a golf course right uh, outside of town there. I know there's one in Houghton, I believe, but there's mm-hmm. several. It's actually be, there's not a lot of golfing season there, but they take advantage of it when it is available. Yeah. Beautiful place to go. So yeah, everywhere. I'm going up, going hard this summer. 
uh, going on a golf trip up there and motoring through, I think, most of the uh, known properties. So I'll have a much better uh, feel from that. Uh, if I make it back, I'll be happy to tell everyone about it. Well, when you were in Marquette, be sure to check out Black Rocks Brewery. And when you were in Houghton, check out Keweenaw Brewing Company. Like I said, very, very underrated beer scene up in the Upper Peninsula. So you'll have a lot to um, check out. Did and you then say Keweenaw Brewing? Key, no, no. Keweenaw Brewing. Like Keweenaw. 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 Yes. Listening at home, folks. That sounds better. <laughs> Taquamina Falls is uh, what Cam says. Am I pronouncing that wrong? That's that sounds right, Falls. I believe. Tequamanon, there you go. That sounds good. Yeah, Tequamanon yeah. Falls, very good. Alex, no, any other questions, your... or are we good? Yeah, the other question I had to was, I know you guys mentioned a couple pods ago that neither of you are really seem keen on the idea of writing a book, but if you were to write a book, which, what <laughs> topics would you pursue? Would you pursue, uh, want, uh, go in-depth on one of the teams that you have covered, or would you want to cover a topic completely different that you've never really had a chance to write about or explore in a podcast? Well, that's a great question. And I, I'm never going to rule out anything one way or the other on any on any topic <laughs> with a book. But I mean, obviously, I think that the natural thing for a lot of people that would say is, you know, you know, there are teams that we've covered, I think, over the years and people that we've covered that would be interesting topics. Um, you know, for me, though, separate of like the teams that we've covered, and I think we've sort of like maybe touched on this in other shows before. But it's like, I think a lot of it ends up being, and a lot of writers, I think Brandon and I's age, like, it just ends up being like a ripoff of uh, Friday Night Lights and some other version. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like going yeah. and embedding with like some kind of like quirky, you know, offbeat, weird, you know, high school somewhere where it's like mm -hmm. super important to that community and no one else understands it but the people who live, you know, everyone knows those kind of places. Like those stories are like the coolest because... There's all there's always good something, you know what I mean? Like that's, I feel like that's like everyone's dream of like Buzz Bissinger, but like that's kind of the, I don't know. I mean, like we thought about that in several different things over the years of like how much yeah. that would just sort of tell itself, you know, like a story like that. Yeah, I mean the, uh, like you could do it the other way too, and not have to go super obscure if, if you can. That's true. If you have, the, if you have the relationship yeah, right. to get the right to get the access to do, you know, a, a season on the Which brink me, type thing, like you know, fine scene with Indiana. Much, that's like too much pressure. The, well, the I thing don't is think like I want to do that. Like now, like pretty much shit is, is known, you know, like that's what the, I mean. the, yeah. you, you go back and read a season on the brink and you're just like, it's hilarious that all this stuff was happening. And there was, all it was was the yeah, daily right. paper, you know, you read, right. you read the Bloomington, it. what's it? The Herald Times. Herald Times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's right. It. And yeah. And that's where the info was. There was no message boards. There was none of this shit. So um, I don't know how that would work now. Like I had, I had visions when Beeline got the uh, Cleveland job. I had visions of trying to find a way to um, weave yeah. together a season on the brink style behind the scenes, you know, with the Cavs and him. And then also his, bio right so it would be like one chapter with the calves and then one chapter of bio and you would kind yeah. of you'd wrap them all around each other and come out on the other side now it didn't work out because i have a job and it would have been <laughs> extraordinarily time consuming and also and i mean there would have been a 
on one half an amazing book, considering how things right. went, it also would have been a complete fucking disaster. So, um, you know, <laughs> it's the, the planning part of it is just kind of the chilling part because of the time commitment that that comes with it. Yeah. But I think if I did it, um, it would probably have to be um, on an individual or a historical piece or off of one single event. So like pick one final four and be like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm all in and I'm writing a book on this final four. Um, you know, the, the whole the, thing. The, yeah. The other one that probably got away was the, the plane crash year. Um, I think oh, if they yeah. had gone, to, I think if they had gotten to the final four, that would have been a book. Um, so, I mean, but you like, never know. I could do a, we could do a book on Harbaugh someday. Something, you know, I'm sure that's like, we, right, like you, then yeah, go for I it. I mean, you yeah, I could make you healthy. <laughs> like, like, there's enough that's happened every year for their own, for its own chapter, but I don't know how much labor of love that would be. But, um, I mean, yeah. it would sell probably, right? But yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, like, I think about what, a lot of what things. book do you want, Alex? Yeah. yeah, Alex, you got any requests? I mean, as a Michigan fan, I would love one on either of the final four teams, and honestly, a, a in depth kind that of that would be good, yeah, like perspective piece on Harbaugh on like hitting the key points of like after some of the big losses, the big wins, like especially yeah. in depth of both these past off seasons, like I'm, Nick, I'm sure it'd be a headache to, to write about well, all the, I mean, the intricacies yeah. of the, John the character. Put a hit out be on it would be, but like Harbaugh <laughs> is a very fascinating, like book character, right? Like, I mean, like, and For I understand sure. the, you know, and like, you know, maybe there comes a day, but like, you know, all those things, Whatever, but he, he is. I mean, because you go back and, like, some of my favorite – because he's so hard to cover. And I think that a lot of times some of my favorite stories that some of my favorite sports writers, like Seth Wickersham, who just wrote that book on um, Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, I'm, if you haven't read that, I'm, I can't – I'm blanking on the name. But if folks haven't read that one, um, it's all over the place. Just Google Seth Wickersham, Tom Brady, and the book will come up. Great book, of course. But Seth wrote a story on Harbaugh. It's, like, my favorite piece on Harbaugh ever from, God, like, 20 – 13, 2012, somewhere in there, like early in his 49ers uh, tenure. And it was just sort of like a window into him and his world. And it was crazy, like, because he's crazy, right? Like those fly in the wall moments, I understand that those can be fascinating for people and everything else. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> for the year now, it's like, no, I'd like to get as far away from that as possible. Maybe someday we'll go back to it. But <laughs> just football usually ends up being more fun for me. But yeah, understood. The final fours would be fun. The uh, the 2013 team would be fun. That would be a fun book to write. All those guys were fun. And people would like that, too. But in any event, I appreciate that, so. Good questions, of course. Uh, before we get to our next one here, we've got another one in the queue. Um, shout out to Craig. Been listening back from the MLive days. Craig F. with a comment in there. Uh, Andrew asks if this will be recorded for a podcast. Yes, it will. Uh, Robert has a, has a comment on the Juwan Howard's press conference post-punch. I'm sure we'll get into that sooner or yeah. later but uh looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner StubHub 
has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And we'll go to the next question here. We've got, we don't want to make Chris wait any longer as we're now joined by Christopher or Chris. Are we Chris there? is good. Chris, yeah, all right. What's up, Chris? What's up, gentlemen? Calling in, from, calling in from uh, Brookline, Massachusetts, but a former Detroit resident, Cast Tech grad, and DePaul, awesome. U- DePaul University as well. Um, okay. Drinking a little red wine just because I think oh, we all perfect. have to what we're drinking tonight. Um, <laughs> A uh, quick golf comment, Brendan. If you're coming in for the U.S. Open, I will send you over uh, Twitter some recs for for good whiskey and golf in Boston area. Uh, well, you could just go right ahead and send them along because mine is coming to the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Open. So, yes, I, thank you. That sounds amazing. I'm about a I'm about a 15 minute walk to the country club, so I've got my, I've got my passes for the week all planned out. Nice, nice. Now you, I assume you were not there for the Battle of Brookline. No, I was okay. no, I was not. Okay. I was not. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not here. We won't talk golf, right? I, we, oh, I can talk golf all day. But uh, <laughs> sure. I, my question is a little. I'm glad that Brendan's had a, a couple of drinks. I don't, Nick, I don't know if you uh-huh. had it, but yeah. So <laughs> I've, I've asked I'm always this, ready. <laughs> I've asked this before a couple of years ago on the pod, and you know, with all the machinations going on in, in both college hoops and, and football. And, you know, if you go back 10 years ago and look at where we are today you know, with the portal and player movement being what it is, mm-hmm. NIL, um, Super League setting up, like, mm, yeah. play this out 10 years, right? Like, yeah. where are we looking at? Is this, I mean, it's already semi-pro. Um, are we disassociating the, the, the teams from the, the universities at some point? I mean, are we, you know, I think there are some of our listeners who wanted Devin Gardner to play nine years at Michigan. I mean, do, right. do, yeah. you know, do players stick around? Like Hunter Dickinson, Hunter Dickinson doesn't have a future just pretending right. in the NBA. Does he stick around for six or seven? I mean, like, what does this all look like? I mean, I mean, it's a very open-ended question, but curious I, to your thoughts. I, yeah, that's a really good one. I'm, I'm going to, I'll jump here first, Brandon, if you want to think about yeah. it. Because I think that, yeah. like, I thought about the part that that he just brought up there about like, does this turn into something, especially with football, where you know your full on association with a school because of what you're allowed to and not to do? Like, does that have to just get? Does that have to go away? And does there have to? Does this have to turn into something else? You know, with football, I don't know. Like we've talked, I brought that up a couple times, you know, on the show where it's like, because it's a great point because it's you know the, the limitations and things on, uh, you know that end up hurting the players, you know, the, the easiest way sometimes in my mind to get around a lot of that is just be like, well, okay, well then just don't be involved with the school. Like just set up a minor league, you know, a minor league system and just make it about football. Because I mean, like, as we've talked about, Brennan, I've talked about on the, talked about this on the show so many times about how we think that, um, you know, you should be able to go to school and major in your sport. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's such an important thing, you know, for, for kids coming out of school that, you know, 18, 19-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids that know that they're capable to make a push and they want to compete and they want to go all in like that. That's like, you know, that's where their dedication lies and that's where their passion is. And if schools aren't going to get like sort of, and especially with football, right, because there's so much money and everything else, if schools aren't going to get more on board with that, then like that is a great question. Does this turn into something where we just, 
kick ourselves, kick ourselves, kick ourselves, and then the space that's being filled by like the USFL and the XFL, does that turn into something where it's like, screw that, let's turn that into a feeder system for the NFL? I have no idea. I would hate to see that because like the thing that makes college football awesome is the fact that it's tied to college football and the fans are the fans. But it's like yeah. until the until the schools start understanding more of the sort of it's not, you know, more of the plight really of the player and all things considered, like, you know, Chris brings up the point of like a guy like Dickinson, the pressure that would come off of you, you know, in some cases, maybe. I don't know how that would all look, but I just I do think we're at a spot now where all things more seems to be on the table. I, I wouldn't say all things. Right. But like it really feels like a lot more is on the table than it used to be. People are more open, right, to, to, to whatever because someone just changed. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think you make a great point about um, guys staying. And a lot of this is going to be more specific to basketball just because that's the way it yeah. is. But, you know, it, there is, for all of the hand-wringing when we started talking about this, you know, back when NIL was still kind of this abstract idea, um, mm-hmm. for all the hand-wringing about, oh, my God, you know, it's taking the purity away and it's this, it's that, and it's professionalizing college sports, which, you know, they're basically already professionals. Um, I do – I. You, I think you're incentivizing getting degrees and staying mm-hmm. um, and building a brand at an individual school and things like that. And, and like, that's, that's great. And, and I think you are going to see guys who have no reason to risk going into the draft and being, you know, going unselected um, <clears throat> because they, there's money there. There's real yeah. money to be made. And I, I guess my, my yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, and I don't know what that, how, how that's going to continue to play itself out. But the, the other part of this is like, okay, how, where does it go from here? Right. In 10 years, I think was the question. Like, yeah, like, I, no, I don't know. Cause I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you right now, like full disclosure, part of the reason of like the allure of adding some of the golf writing and stuff like that was like the awareness <laughs> that, if the big right. schools break away, right, mm-hmm. and if the NCAA tournament gets messed with, and this becomes something that, like, I don't recognize, I, I, I don't know if I want yeah, to write right. about it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And if, and if yeah. you need to, and if you need to bail or, or need another option, you you got to make sure you have another option. But it, I, I well, don't think yeah. in basketball it will because no. it will less, it will decrease the value for everyone, including the big schools. Um, but never say never. You know, who knows who comes exactly. up with a, with, a, with a TV contract and says, let's do this, and everyone is just going to chase and the Big Ten's the, the biggest sign this thing here coming up. Yeah, I, right. I think that the bottom line will be that the schools will evolve. I, I They'll have to. And the next sort of wave of presidents, um, because, you know, we've talked about the NCA's issues and everything else, and you just saw the whatever that ridiculous committee was that, you know, was like, well, we're not mm-hmm. going to expand the playoff after further delay or whatever, we decided after six weeks of doing nothing, we're not going to do anything further. Right. Like, okay, great. Thanks a lot guys. Like until we move away from, you know, (laughs) the current structure of the president's tools running everything. All that changes. All this chaos continues. It has a chance to be all the things that, you know, we hope it can be. I think if you find a way to take, this off of the plate of the pre- this university president and empower mm-hmm. it 
somebody else or a panel of other people or whatever, you know, to take that load, because that's really what it comes down to. The presidents just frankly don't, a lot of them don't have time and a lot of them don't care. And they just go with whatever the consensus flow is. People don't like to say that, but I mean, like, that's the reality of the situation. I mean, Brendan, you, I doubt you would disagree with that. I mean, that's just, no, goes. I 100% agree with that. And I'll yeah. be curious to see what university presidents look like in 20 to 25, 30 years. Right. Like, are they still academic types? Right. Because there was a huge change exactly. in the athletic side where it went from the old coach becomes the AD to let's bring in CEOs and business types and marketing hacks and blah, 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 put them in charge. And that dramatically changed a lot of things. Um, And it changed a lot of, um, well, like baseline goals that departments had, right? Exactly. So, you know, what is what does that look like at the, at the actual in the president's office 25 years from now? Are they still the the academics um, or does it become more business aligned? I don't know. I think it will because the, the players are now going to have a piece. They're going to have money because money, you know, it's like, you know, it's like anything else. It's like in, in the world when you, you know, water in the world wins. Water will always find a way. Right. Money is it's always going to be the thing that you know, drives this. So if players are going to ha- be more, you know, they're going to have more money <clears throat> in their pocket. They're going to have more power. They're going to have more control, all this sort of thing. They're going to more say, they're going to have this, they're going to have that. So it's going to be incumbent upon the schools to basically adjust or not find a way. And then I think like to your point, Brennan, like the university president, the job of the university president suddenly becomes something different. And maybe that becomes the president saying like, okay, well, I need to not be called, you know, we need some a president of this instead. We need somebody else to run that whole thing. I don't know. But, like, that's, you know, sort of the whole the whole uh, long sort of it, I guess. <laughs> that was, a, yeah. I was, that was an interesting the conversation. Of, the long of it. Yeah. Did we even remotely answer your question, Chris? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you spaced out. Like, have you taken the trash out while we were rambling or anything like that? It's a great conversation, though, you know, like, because 10 years, like, think about the last 10 years. I ask people, I talk to people this, about this all the time, like in sports, and they just like their jaws drop. You think about 10 years ago, like how much has changed? It's crazy. Like, and I don't know how much will change in the next 10. It's a good, it's a good question. Chris, you got anything else? Uh, I can't know if you guys can hear me anymore. Oh, we're good. No, I got you. We oh, got you. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't know if my mic was on. Uh, no, that was you guys totally answered the question. And, the, and I'll just reiterate one question or comment you guys made that I thought was really apropos, um, which was that the incentivization for a degree, I think, increases. Nick, I think you said that, which I think is really interesting because you don't have to rush out the door and you can just kind of, you know, make your cash, get your degree. It's actually an interesting angle. Uh, I'll, one last comment and I'll leave you guys. Uh, greatest Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. And the correct, oh. the correct answer is the gang dances their asses off. I'll take my <laughs> That's a that. really good one. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. That. that is a really good one. Uh, Do you have an answer? Do you have an answer? Man, I mean, the nightman cometh is the easy answer. Um, but I feel like that one is like, Ooh. that that one doesn't even, that one can't count, you know? Um, man, the Jersey Shore episode is a absolute all-timer. Very good one too. Yeah. When, when Charlie sees the ocean for the first time. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they they get kidnapped. Spectacular. Like, those like uh, meth heads are like they kidnap those yes. people and like they're on the run or whatever. My favorite so still good. is the is the one where they volunteered uh, the basketball league like from one of the very first seasons. 
when they volunteer, you know, oh, this one, like fantastic, the gang yes. volunteers and like Charlie gets hammered and like is uh, ref in the <laughs> game or whatever. <laughs> oh my God. Like the, the last scene where, and then he looks up at the waitress and he's like, this is all your fault. <laughs> she was like, his like sponsor or whatever it was. Like that whole thing was just like, that's, that still stands out as my favorite. Philadelphia. I'm sorry, I think I kicked Chris off. We should have asked Philadelphia him for, is up uh, there. Uh, Frank's, Frank's Little Beauties is up there. Um, Jesus, Frank's Little the one, uh, Charlie Goes America. What, what, what was the title? Charlie Goes America All Over Everyone's Asses, right? Rock Flag, <laughs> yeah, rock flag eagle. and Eagle. Yeah, man. Which one is the one? Which one is the one? The, the Jersey Shore one is the one where they leave Philly, but, like, which one is the one where they just get in the uh, – the bus or the van or whatever, just drive around. They don't actually leave Philly. They're going to like talk about, they're going to leave. And Charlie like reveals. They try to drive across country, California, and they go to the, uh, they go go to the Reading terminal. Right. Charlie has a peach (laughs) for the first time. (laughs) He just ate the whole thing or whatever. Like ate the seed. Have you watched much of this season? (laughs) No, I haven't. I haven't. Neither have I. I gotta, I gotta catch up. I don't know how much, uh, it's changed or has it. The Wade Boggs episode from Cam, that's a very good one as well. Philadelphia is a good one. The Wade Boggs episode actually is very <laughs> solid. Um, here's one. We got a couple questions in the queue here. Mm-hmm. Waiting on others. Uh, from Jason, a Juwan Howard question. Do you think the Juwan Howard storyline helps Michigan get into the tournament if on the bubble? Just from a ratings perspective, <laughs> you have to imagine the over-under on that slap being shown pretty high. And you know what? That's a good point. Under on the first Big Ten tournament game, what do they play? Wednesday? They they play uh, Thursday. Thursday? What do you think? Yes. Seven times that gets shown during the broadcast? Is that the number we're going to see? Seven? But, okay, okay. Seven I, I want to pick my mind on this. <laughs> so but I, I think they're this. in, right? Is that the, the, the better part I, here? I, I think they're in. Some people disagree okay. with me, and if they lose to um, – fuck, who are they playing in the first game? Why am I blanking on this? The first game, maybe it's – Rack it up a second. Indiana. Ago, closed it. Okay. Indiana. Well, yeah, well, and Indiana needs needs it too. So the but okay, I want to I want to get into a theory. Right. Because I I brought this up with Dylan and him being pragmatic and much more intelligent than I. He poo he poo pooed this idea. Okay. But what are the chances that from the league office down there was a mass conspiracy? to have all of the games play out the way that they did over the weekend in order oh, yeah. to avoid <laughs> Michigan and Wisconsin potentially playing in the quarterfinals. Because if for, for a while there, my man, it looked like they, Michigan was going to be in the 8-9 game, Wisconsin was going to be alone in, in the one seed, and those two were going to be tipping off at 11.30 in the morning on a Thursday in Juwan Howard's second game back. I'm just hey, do I think it happened? No. But I'm just saying. <laughs> it Jeez, was very no, convenient. <laughs> very convenient for the league that that you game really, is not happening. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Said on, uh, <laughs> on the Wisconsin Michigan rematch. Which I so okay, so now it can't happen until the finals. Is that what you're telling me? That's the uh, uh, yes. That's right. They're on the opposite sides. Okay, well, that's not convenient. I would say that's probably yeah, right. Maybe yeah. Well, no, yeah. I guess it would. They can't control it. Never mind. That's not how it works. Never mind. Dylan's got me. Dylan always does this. He always plants these 
conspiracy thoughts, or did you plant this? In no, this head? was me. I tried to plant okay. it with with Dylan, and he yeah. he was not he was not having it. He was Dylan's not having it. Thinking. Yeah, Dylan shuts it down fast. Maybe that's you that always does this, <laughs> and then it goes the other way. I don't know. I feel like this is, conversation has happened happened before. To to answer uh, his question, though, I do not think Michigan's uh, place as a TV draw will carry too much. Uh, weight in, in terms of uh, getting them in the field or not. I do think they're in one way or another. I even think they're in without Dayton being much of a um, scenario. So I, I, I think they're in as a 10, 11, whatever. And uh, yeah, they will be a very interesting team though to watch because yeah, Nate's our- question would be who goes deeper, Michigan or Michigan State? And I guess that would lead into the what you're about to say here. Yeah. Um, the thing with, with Michigan is, look, there's high-end talent there. Mm-hmm. You got a guy who's damn near an All-American in the middle of the court. You got, you know, guys like Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate, who any opposing coach is going to look at on film and say, oh, shit, you know, these guys can go. Well, you got a point guard these, these, are, decided these are real dudes. Devontae Jones has really you know. figured things out. You know, the defense is still um, outright bad. But, you know, can you can you stop them from scoring 80 on or at 85 uh, on the road the other night? Yeah. So, you know, Michigan's a dangerous team. I would not want to see them um, land on 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 that bracket line. Um, Michigan State is in situation here. Is he? Uh, he uh, I think that was expected a back. So I mean, he traveled to that game. He was there. He um, couldn't go that day, but it'll be it won't the be fact that 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 game was on Sunday. They don't play again until Thursday. If it's just a stomach thing, I have to imagine he'll be fine. Okay. Um, well, then, yeah, your point holds. I mean, you've got a point guard who's decided it's time to go, and you've mm-hmm. got an All American center. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd want to play him either. Like, because <laughs> that's what and I'm then Michigan State's so weird because you know that they're they're not when you look at the roster you're not exactly going to shudder, right? They're going to announce the Big Ten first, second, third team awards tomorrow morning or tomorrow at noon or something. And and Michigan State's not going to have a player on it. Um, that's pretty jarring. So, you know, they're – is, the, is the individual. last time that's happened? I don't know. I meant to look it up. I haven't, but maybe I'll do it tonight. Um, that'll be another good procrastination for me writing well, pretty, pretty humble story. Too, so. yeah. Jesus. Pretty uh, telling of their year. Yeah, that's who they are. You know, they're they're middle of the they pack in, in offensive yeah. efficiency and defensive efficiency, and they don't have an all league player. That's why they're eleven and nine, and that's why. Oh yeah, they, that's why it's a trip to the dentist when you walk. You know, every time they right, and that's right. that's the thing. You know, when they were at their best this year, like they had a defensive identity to them, and they made threes, and they could do some stuff, and they would get out and rebound and run and play some Michigan State basketball. And mm-hmm. then other times, they've just kind of been out in the woods wandering. And yeah. It's, you know, they, they can be hard to watch sometimes. And that half-court offense is bad, you know. <laughs> Michigan's defense, bad. Michigan State's right. half-court offense, They didn't offense, have any problems. Right? Like, this, is, this is why these teams are where they are. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, it's, it's the theory. Another thing that Phil and I were talking about is getting out of the Big Ten. You know, some teams can, can find some room to thrive. Um and and Michigan State, you know, no coach wants to play fucking Tom Izzo in the no, tournament. And, well, that's and, what, and like this is yeah, <laughs> this is like definitely sets up as a team. 
that goes and he just pulls a Sweet 16 out of his ass um, now, just because their your thing point, is going out play somebody. You said this a couple weeks ago, though, and this is the point that holds um, every time I think about this Michigan State team is that they don't really have – you know, the physical shit kicker on this team, for lack of a better phrase, like that can go and play. Like if you get a good matchup against a uh, team from a league that's maybe not as physical, that can't handle you, you know, I don't know if this Michigan State team has the type of edge that we would typically think that an Izzo team would have against. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but like I think that would be the the challenge you'd be issuing. Like are you guys going to show guts, you know, when you need to? in that moment or not? I think that's what Izzo's been sort of trying to hint at with this team. I mean, not so subtly every time he talks at this point. Right. So like, yeah. I mean, it's, are you going to be tough or not? Right. And I think that, because that's how they have to win, you know? And I think that's probably why he said that for, you know, and all the reasons that they're in the situation they're in can be unpacked in the off season, as you've said, but yeah, mm-hmm. good point. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think, I, yeah, it would all be draw look, on them. It's be a tough one. I'm just going to say to predict what would happen there. Yeah. yeah, and for just for the sake of conversation, like I, I also neither of these teams, I don't really take anything out of the Big Ten tournament. Like, no, if no, if they not. go and lose, if Michigan loses to Indiana, if Michigan State loses to Maryland, that's really not going to carry any weight in terms of how I feel about them going into the NCAA. I, yeah, I almost almost wonder if it would be okay. You know, it's like okay, give those guys a week. And- let them mm-hmm. breathe, you know, in, in both of their situations. I almost wonder, you know, if an early loss, if they're in, you know, if Michigan State seems to be in no matter what, Michigan's in no matter what, if that's the case, I could see both of their situations maybe not even being the worst thing in the world. Of course, Michigan, maybe it's a little different because Juwan's back now and you want him to go out there and coach, but it's not like they haven't. I don't know. Was there was there any thought of, was he? Was it always going to be he's back no matter what here? Uh, for the Big Ten tournament, or was there like other Juwan? things that had to happen? Yeah, for him to come back. I would back. love to know. You don't know. Nobody <laughs> saying shit. Nobody said anything. You, you know? know. So his and first talk re- is going to be at in Indy, then, huh? The requests have been made and subsequently ignored. So, um, you know, not the first time that's happened. I don't. No, or the last. I'm 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 as curious as anybody. You know, like, and is I, I assume you you have him speak before traveling they normally would have a pre-tournament availability um i would think <laughs> yeah i would think and, so. like i i think and you're gonna roll out phil martelli one more time i don't know <laughs> um I, what it's i guess so what is gonna happen is they're gonna announce an availability with juan he's gonna get up there and say hey it happened i'm sorry you know i released mm-hmm. a statement and uh you know we're not talking about it anymore it's in the past and people are gonna ask a bunch of follow-ups he's not gonna play that game and along it'll go, and we will be left wondering how he really feels about everything. That would be my guess. I hope it's not that because I really would. Yeah. I, as, as a right, as somebody right. like yeah. writing about people, I'm curious how this has shaped kind of certain. Or he's evolved. Mind. Yeah, right. Or changed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because he, you know, one way or the other, you, you know, he's changed. There's been change here. Mm-hmm. Um, how much he's going to get into that, of course. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I think I'd agree with your guess on how this is going to go though but i guess we'll see uh, mm-hmm. a couple other we got stefan john legend all the way from the 215 you know it Stephen. man a couple of quinn and quinn anon references here as you've uh, gone all the that, way that, down all, the, that, that is also born from this morning's podcast <laughs> is that from the earlier show yeah <laughs> and you're all the way in on the uh, quinn anon 
Uh, here we go. We've got a couple others. Uh, Deanna asks, thoughts on the Michigan football trip around the state? Uh, for your money, what's the top three must-see spots in the state? Did you Have you seen this? This actually happened tonight, I think. Um, no. News came out. Michigan is going to start its uh, – football team is going to start their travels again. Uh, but they're going to go just around the state of Michigan. So they're going to take, like, a team trip. I don't know where they're going. But uh, the question would be, for your money, your top three Michigan destinations, where would you go? Wait, and what do I think? <laughs> the trips, I think the, the trips are great. I think they, I think they should do them that all the way since the beginning of them starting it. The trips, remember the trips to Italy and Paris that they did? Yes. Oh, so they're doing right. more trips. Okay. They're just not. But going they're doing where they're doing it here in the state. They're just going around the state of Michigan. Harbaugh's taking them on a, getting them in the station wagon apparently, and driving them to the beach and other places. I have no idea where they're going, but the question would be. You had to go pick three places in the state. Where would you go? I think they are. We ruling out Detroit because I think they should do as much work as they no. can in Detroit with the public schools. I think that Detroit be might, might be my uh, first one. I wouldn't be surprised if that's on the list. I have no idea where they're going. I really don't know. But yeah, could be. I think they should go to um, the UP for sure. Go to Iron yeah, I assume Mountain they will. Annoy, I'm going to say Iron Mountain just to annoy Izzo. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. P- Petoskey. What about um? What about uh the little? What's it called? That little island up there, a little Mackinac. <laughs> Go to Mac. Uh, Mackinac. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, yeah. my answers would be a little different, I guess. Not Mackinac. It would not be Mackinac <laughs> Island, although it, that's probably where they're going, knowing. Jim Harbaugh. I, I mean, if they're not going to Mackinac Island, I think I'd be a little surprised, to be quite honest, at uh-huh. this point. Um, oh. I would go, but you, you know, Iron Mountain, I mean, I would go definitely to somewhere in the UP, like Porcupine Mountains up there, or, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what's, uh, is it Isle Royale? Is that other island up there that's uh, always, that's very scenic? Sleeping Bear Dunes is another one that's always mm-hmm. on the list for folks. It's very scenic and cool, and you can make them run the dunes or whatever. Um Detroit's a good one. I, I guess that's a that's a cool one that I hadn't thought about. Like I think that spending time there, I think that a lot of work could be done. But I think that like there's a lot of people sometimes that I talk to that come to Detroit that have never been through Detroit, mm-hmm. and, and and they spend any time with anybody who's sort of familiar with the area, and then they find out like oh my god, like 75 years ago this place was hopping. There were people yeah. living fucking everywhere. Like the yeah. history and everything, you know, inside and around Detroit, I think is something that always comes up to me, you know, whenever I have a conversation like that, that pops you in the face where you're like, yeah, it's way underrated. In terms of like mm-hmm. history within the state, we always talk about like scenic places that you can look at. Like, that's a great point. I didn't think about that, but that's a good question and a good answer there. I mean, hey, if you want to, uh, you know, you're broadening. Yeah. Young totally. Men's Horizons, right? Totally. Yeah, bring them yeah, up to the UP, show them stuff they've never seen. Reasons. Take them. Yeah, right. Go out to uh, go out to Pride, go out to a uh, Saugatuck for Pride Week. That's that's one they should do. Well, I mean, I like Detroit. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that's happened in Detroit. You know, like just in general. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's that's a good uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, confidence level. Lansing says, would Lansing be on the list? <laughs> Lansing on the list. They're gonna go to Spartan Stadium. <laughs> yes. Michael. Yes. Michael asks, uh, confidence level, uh, 
of Michigan getting into the tournament if they lose to Indiana on Thursday? What do you, are you confident? So you're confident they're in no matter what? I think so. I do. Um, okay. I think, you know, they've got, they've got about seven wins over NCAA, likely NCAA tournament teams. Um, yeah. No scenario that they get, like, smoked or something? Yeah, like, I mean, I there's always matter. bid stealers, right? If there's a bunch of bid stealers. Yeah, I just get saw crazy. that, like, Cleveland State just lost. Cleveland State? Yeah. And whatever tournament I, I game they're in here. Yeah, but I don't think that league's getting too big, so I don't know if that's no, a big I'm just deal. saying, but, like, there's a one. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm just, okay, you know point I mean? being, though, yeah, right. Somebody else, yeah. Right. Yeah. It would be, like, the like the last thing you want is Nebraska to go get white hot and win the goddamn right. Big Ten tournament, right? Like, yeah. someone just completely out of the blue or that happening in other leagues, and then slowly you chip away, you lose to Indiana, some another bubble team makes a run in their league. Right? Like, there's always gonna, now. There's always going to be a scenario, of course. Um, but I just think if it goes basically how you would think, um, I think they're in. Uh, I, I, you know, their record is not, what are they, 17, 13, something like that. It doesn't really jump out at you, but, you know, they've got, got some pretty good wins. Um, and, you know, 11 wins in the Big Ten, um, pretty good. But, league, yes, you know, like, yep. I, I would say this, right? Well, I, I don't lose to Indiana. Like what? Go, go take care of business. Indiana's not good. Indiana has two wins over NCAA tournament teams. Like they're not good. Yes, one of them was Purdue on a prayer that the kid made. Um, right. And, and that's it. Like, don't don't mess around and lose to Indiana. How about that? That's a good answer. The other city we forgot in the last answer was Flint. They should go to Flint. Oh yeah, there you go. Now that I think about it, and probably you should have said that. <laughs> yeah, right. I know all the places, all the spots. Me and uh, me and James can show them around all the uh, all the yes. areas. Hell yeah! And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Directv satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on Directv with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on Directv makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Directv has the most MLB games. Visit Directv.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, let's 
let's see. Other uh, Robert asks, how can Nick cover Michigan football fairly if he is such a Harbaugh hater? Robert, I'm not a Harbaugh hater. I'm a, Har- I'm a Harbaugh documentarian. Thank you very much. Harbaugh historian. Am I, am I officially a Harbaugh historian at this point? I, I've uh, had to cover him now for like eight years. I mean, years. I would say you two have a history together. Does that count? <laughs> I do not have a grudge <laughs> against Jim Harbaugh. I, fi- I still find him to be just as fascinating as the rest of all of uh, all of you out there. Not Some of you, I'm sure, don't. I'm sure are annoyed by it and everything else. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's what it is on that question. Uh, let's see, from a uh, question from Nick. Nick, if the Lions do we not have any? Do we not have any questions in the we queue? We don't have any. Yeah, if anybody has any uh, voice questions, we don't have any waiting in the queue. Yeah, so the, got the, any... whole part, the whole point was to talk. <coughs> we can yeah. do this shit all the time. This is your chance to get on. Tell Nick that he's that he's that he's trash and he doesn't know what he's talking about in football. This is this is your chance, but folks. But you can engage. Airing of okay, here we go. Jordan is coming on right now. Jordan, now here we go. Here we go. Brandon brought him out. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Jordan has joined the program. Jordan, what's going on? Uh, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Um, I was uh, I had a question for Nick first about I don't know the Ohio State thing. Uh, did you? When, come before the year, probably. I mean, nobody thought they would win. But when did you did you actually think that they would get a win under Harbaugh before he ever left? Um. So before the year, no, certainly not. No, I'm. You know, I didn't think that it was in any way possible. And that week, I think I. It was interesting. You know, as I went through it and we wrote about it a bunch that week with the nine on seven stuff and the way Michigan played the whole year. Actually, as the week went on that this year, probably the first time ever, and I really fought hard against going, like, <laughs> so far into it that was, like, because I've had feelings about things before that have been proven so wrong because, you know, people just don't show up in the moment. But early in that week, you know, watching the tape and you watched how Michigan's offensive line had played all year, and you watch Ohio State's defensive front seven had played all year, and I, I just thought there was no – Michigan was going to be able to score in the 40s, I thought, in that game, or at least in the high 30s. And I thought if you can get, like, two stops, just get two unscheduled accidental stops, you'll win the game. That's what I thought, like, objectively entering the building uh, on Saturday. And then, yeah, I mean, we talked about it, I think, the week after the show, like, or the week after it ended. Like, uh, I want to say it was, like, midway through the first quarter, and I turned to Austin. was like, Ohio State's in trouble here. They cannot get off any block. And then, as you saw, I mean, the rest of the game was just – and I, you know, hey – Smith talking about, you know, we don't want to play in the snow or whatever ever again. Like, they've got things to figure out down there because this – Michigan has got changes and things that are going to have to adjust. But, like, Sharon Moore didn't go anywhere and the offensive line didn't go anywhere. So, um, I, this is going to be an interesting year. I, we'll see how it all goes. But, yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, and then uh, off of that uh, prediction right now, do you think they uh, win next year? Uh, tough one. I would say it's it's hard to. I would still go with Ohio State. They're at home. They're gonna have more talent. Um, back. You still have Jackson. You still have a bunch of guys all over the place. But like, I do think that the pressure is gonna be completely flipped. So it'll be completely on the other shoe that we've seen. You know, the last however many years was. You know, if Michigan doesn't get this game, oh my God, what is gonna happen? Like, it will be exactly that. If Ryan Day doesn't get this game, what's gonna happen? And like, I don't know how. You know, that all of a sudden reminds me of, you know, and I'm sure others on the show listening here, maybe you, Jordan, like that all of a sudden reminds me of like Lloyd Carter, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, where you have Ohio State nervous and you are suddenly Michigan. You're good enough to win the game if they're nervous. So we'll see, you know, I'm, I, we'll see how they respond. I think that's 
the shoes on the other foot. Now we have to wait 300 whatever days to see Ohio State responds in the moment because like anything before that is just sort of talk as far as I'm concerned. Isn't yeah. it nice though this year that we'll finally just get to talk about something different? Uh, yeah, it's not yeah, going to be the sure. same exact preface. There's a documentary coming out on this again, by the way. <laughs> not to spoil anything, I sat down. I, I probably shouldn't say, but yeah. I Wait, on that in one game? Or no, on I don't, another Michigan-Ohio State documentary is in the works. <laughs> so, just I mean, in I. fairness, they needed to, they did need to make another one. Well, I told the guys, <laughs> and they were all very nice. But I sat down, and I was like, hey, man, like, you know that these the results have been, like, the same for the last, like, 20 years, and I think it's the third one that I've sat down for or whatever. <laughs> but, hey, it's still there. I mean, it's still interesting. No question. Anyway, sorry, Jordan, go ahead. And then I had a question on the basketball front. I remember for Brendan on moving screen a couple years ago when Michigan was going to probably play Texas Tech. You had said earlier that that was a bad matchup, and you ended up being right. So I was wondering, when they're looking at a probably a three seed, if they win their first game or a two seed, which kind of teams you would look for them to want to avoid or play? Because Auburn specifically which, is what I was looking at. They had like Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith, kind of a similar mm. Dickinson Diabate kind of matchup. And what you thought about that potential matchup? You're asking who would be a, a bad matchup for? Michigan? Yeah, say they win their first round game. Yeah, or eleven. I mean, you're you're okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, you're going to look at, at at teams that can just score the shit out of the ball, right? So, um, like Michigan's defense against Kentucky against Villanova, against Kansas, against Arizona. Like, all those teams would just pour it on them. Like, there's just no chance, right? So, you're going to want to, like, you can just go to Ken Baum, right, look at your adjusted offenses and look at what teams are just are just cook on offense, and that's what you're going to want to avoid. You, you know, you, what you want to run into is is get get Providence, someone like that, mm-hmm. right, that, that isn't going to be looking to just fill it up, like, that that are that they're going to be worried about trying to stop Michigan. You know, that's what you're going to be looking for because, like, Michigan's at its best when Dickinson's getting his and they're hitting threes, and that's when you start getting up to, right, 1.2 points per possession, and they're, they could score 85. Well, you play any of those teams, you know, go play, go play Arizona. And they'll be like, all right, you want to do that? We'll do that. We'll do that all day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have no problem with it. So – um, yeah, you want to look for some grinders, I think, um, in terms of Michigan being able to to pull off a uh, a legit upset. Now they're, you know, when you're talking about what are going to be teams seated, you know, one through four, it's uh, there are going to be a lot of good teams. So there aren't many dogs when it comes to to offense in that group. But you know, if you catch I don't know who would be who would be up there. Um, I would many, be hoping for Tennessee as a three seed with an eleven seed kind of upset personally. Yeah, I mean Tennessee has uh, one of the best defenses in the country, but you know they always can they, choke can in they, March. Come on, can, right? That's they, true. <laughs> they do choke, and can they can they stop can they stop Dickinson? You know who the coach you know, is what, there. What, what's yep. their defense going to be when it comes to actually slowing down Dickinson? Because, you know, there's, there's, some, there's a couple really good bigs in the SEC, Walker Kessler um, and Oscar at Kentucky. But, like, that's, that's, there are not many true kind of post dudes like Dickinson. So, yeah, maybe he's someone who could give Tennessee 
trouble and they do blow it typically. And Rick Barnes, you know, the next time, the next time he makes uh, a run in the tournament will be one of the first times. But um, yeah, that's, that's fair. I think it's an interesting question though. It'll be much easier once the bracket comes out yeah. and you can kind of circle those teams, you know? And then not when the bracket comes out, I'm sorry. I should say like when the seed line kind of comes yeah. more clarity, because no. like you're, you're, you're not going to be looking at a one seed, right? You, you want to be looking at those like possible three fours to find yeah. that vulnerable team. I agree. With really you. being an 11 or a 10 wouldn't even be uh, as opposed to an yeah. eight, nine, better. No, you want to avoid the eight, nine. Yeah. yeah. Cause this team, yeah. you know, this team can win a couple games. And They'll probably be favored over a six seed depending on who it would be really. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. But also, a Cincinnati guy, I had a, I had a question. I, I don't know if you followed the Xavier stuff much, but with this, another March crumble from Travis Steele, what yeah. would you, the odds of him being fired and replaced by Chris Mack potentially again would be? Mm, man, I, I have kind of thought Mack will take a year off um, and just sit on his pile of money and do whatever he wants to do. He could do TV probably if he wants to. Um, he should be, I don't know if him tweeting certain political thoughts is a good idea for his broadcasting career, but he seems to be, uh, <laughs> doing it anyway. to be leaning, leaning into that a little bit, but, um, yeah, Xavier's fascinating because I mean, the expectation for winning there is, you know, super, super high. And this was year four. They needed, they needed to make a run this year. I, I think it's time probably for them to, to move on and them knowing that Mac is sitting there. Um, this is like Tennessee, right? When, when, when Conzo yeah. struggled after a few years and Bruce Pearl still sitting there on the side of the road and every fan there is like, you know, they, that's when they had the petition going and all that. And, you know, some of that was, some of that was thinly veiled racism, but a lot of it was, Hey, Bruce Pearl won a shit ton of basketball games here. and We want him back. Right. So I could see Xavier wanting that with, with Mac. Um, but We'll see. Um, I mean, if I, I'd put it this way. You can find out if Chris Mack is interested in the job without having to fire Travis Steele, for one. Right. Right. So you, you can kick the tires there, and if you find out it's a done deal, then, yeah, go for it. The, the question is, if Mack maybe doesn't want to go back to the Big East or doesn't want to go back to Xavier, um, do you still move on from Travis Steele? and go actually test the market. Um, because at this point, I don't know how you, how you don't. Um, no, no NCAA tournament appearances in four years at Xavier is not acceptable. So you're, you're an eclectic fan, Jordan. You're kind yeah, of all that's a lot, Jordan. <laughs> I'm not a big Xavier fan. I'm just, I just like keep tabs on, you know what I mean? But Very I'm good. a big mm-hmm. Michigan fan, but, uh, you know, being in Ohio, that's a little tough, but it was nice this year, I must say. Basketball's well, always going to saving grace. I, I've said a couple times that if I were Maryland, I would go after uh, West Miller and mm-hmm. walk him away from mm-hmm. Cincinnati. But I don't know if yeah. that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. No one well, in Maryland agrees with me saying that, and that's like everyone from uh, fans to Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, I agree with that. Awesome. Jordan, right, appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. All right, Nick, we got more Nick, here. did you did you see that Chattanooga won on a buzzer beater? Are we excited or what? Oh yeah, I mean, hey, uh, unbelievable finish at Masukon. Did yeah. I ever tell well, you that I'm a honorary citizen of the city of Chattanooga, like formally? 
mean? Honorary citizen? I have a what? I will I will tweet this later if I can find it. I have a certificate from the mayor's office of Chattanooga naming me an honorary citizen of Chattanooga. Oh I never told God. you this. No, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Speaking of citizens, we're going to, to Stefan here coming up from the two one five. Love uh, it. Coming on the show. He also called you uh, Quinn Anon. Stefan, how are we doing here, my man? Hey, what's going on? It's John Legend. Uh, BQ, bring some culture to John the people. Legend. John Legend. John Legend. Bring some, bring some culture to the people, BQ. Best Big Five moment you've covered or seen, and best place to get a citywide special. There it is. Oh, shit. Okay. What's a citywide <sighs> special, first and foremost? What's that? You got to explain Beer, It's a, uh, what was it, a, a Paps and a, and a Jim Beam, right? A Paps <laughs> and a Beam, three dollars. Oh, three, three Paps dollars. and a Beam, three dollars. Now, there was that place down off of South. This has been fucking years, John. Uh, what's the place <laughs> off of South Street Corner Bar, Ultra Dark? Oh, I'm blanking on the name, man. That, I've done way too much damage. That describes about every single bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, right. Like, you're not really the narrowing it down. It's ultra specific, and it has, like, a female name, like Betty's. Oh, something Bob and like Barbers? That. Bob and Barbers, thank you. Thank you. Is that a, is that an is that an okay answer? Oh yeah, from your Bob, Bob, no, Bob and Barbers is that's that's uh, you get street cred for that BQ. There you go, there you go. <laughs> that was that was my jam back in the day. Um, so best Big Five moment I've seen or covered in person. Um, that is that's a hell of a question, my man. Um, I mean, I once saw. Marvin O'Connor scored 18 points in a minute against LaSalle uh, in a loss. Yeah. Um, But that's the most big five thing I've ever heard. Let's go with the best shot I've ever seen by a big five player was Scotty Reynolds' teardrop against Pitt. I was covering that game. But that's not a big five game, so we're going to count that out. My, my, like, indelible memory as a child was the St. Joe's – Villanova game in 1996, I want to say. Bernard Blunt hit a corner three to beat Kerry Kittles and the Cats. I've written about this at one point where, the, you know, the Palestra's losing its mind. I think it was the 50th anniversary season of the Big Five at the Palestra. And Blunt dem- – Dimitri Damani drew a charge on the defensive end. Bernard Blunt hits a corner three on the other end. St. Joe's getting ready to win. I'm the ball boy, so I'm under the basket in front of <laughs> the <laughs> the St. Joe's student section. Perfect. And you know, the they're, getting ready, they're getting ready to rush the court, right? And I have no idea. It's all happening behind me. And a player runs off the St. Joe's bench, I think it was Wilbur Johnson or Reggie Townsend, runs off the bench, grabs me, takes me over to the sideline, like, <laughs> at, like an Indiana Jones level of skate. Oh, my like, God. My feet dragging behind, like, as the students pour out onto the court. Um, and just the noise, and it was like a true 50-50 ticket split, just an all-time game. Wow. That's really when, like, I fell in love with the whole thing. You know, I was probably 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. Um, just fucking awesome. The, You're the, the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
very. What about you? What about you? I need your answer, Stefan. Stefan, wait, you're so wait. It says Stefan Z. Your last name isn't Zambino, is it? No, 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 no. I'm I'm not. I'm not a Philadelphia by uh, by birth. Okay. Choice. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh man, I mean. So I, I went to uh, I went to Penn for grad school, and Love so this it. is not going to be an iconic moment. But uh, you know, the first thing I did was was go and check out, you know, check out the the team. So my mm-hmm. year this was oh eight. Uh, Penn was eight. Yeah, nice. Penn was playing uh, Drexel, and got tickets mm-hmm. to go to the game, and. At three separate times in the stands around me, fights broke out. <laughs> uh, now, now and, we need, we need, we got to preface this, John, because because Nick doesn't know. So Nick, Drexel yeah. is literally now Drexel's not a member of the Big Five. No disrespect to, to right. Drexel, but that is the fact of the matter. Okay, right. But, it's but in Drexel Philly, right? is Drexel is literally across the street from Penn. So yeah, when right. they yeah, when right. they play yeah. each other. The players, they just grab their shit and they walk, walk down 33rd Street yeah, right. to the <clears throat> other, to the other so, so there, there, there you go. Continue with the story though. Yeah. Well, so, so this was, this was <laughs> baptism by fire for me because I'm coming from Big Ten school, went to Michigan. I get mm-hmm. out there. I don't really know what it's all about. So this is really my first experience with the, the animosity. <laughs> and I'm thinking Penn Drexel, who gives a shit? Like nobody, <laughs> yeah, right. both of these teams are terrible, <laughs> right? Um, but no, I mean, it was honestly, it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful seeing these <laughs> these these liquored up people care so much about these terrible teams, yeah, and that's when yeah, I fell yeah. in love with the city. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, those were some bad teams. That was like Glenn Miller era, Penn, yep, right? Exactly. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they were they were they were god awful. Uh, <laughs> Dumpy had Dumpy had just left for Temple, and yep. and all those decent players that they had were graduated and just not replaced because I both think that was like post Mark Zoller that was post uh Ibby Jabber uh and they just <laughs> didn't have anybody mm. so uh and Drexel in 08 I don't know if Brew was still there he Brew was probably still there yeah Brew was there Brew was yeah, there. yeah 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 um well, this was great. We should have just done. We should have made this the whole show. You can make a whole show someday. Hey, hey any, any, <laughs> anytime. You, you and Nick come out to come out to Philly. Drinks on me. We'll get the citywide's flowing, and we'll do a show. There it is, man. You know, where I come talking. from, we used to just call that like black velvet and like whatever bush light would be. Uh, we used to call it <laughs> a blank street, whatever street you were on. Car bomb. It would just be whatever you had. So same thing. I'm all up for it, John. Anytime. Next Absolutely. time we'll, we'll just do a Philly Five or a Big Five episode one of these times. We we all we did we've done like three of them though, Brendan. I think right, like at least two. Right? <laughs> I, 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 My God, yeah, we've been doing this yeah, too goddamn anyway. long. John, good. And like you. the people that have listened forever, they got to be tired of these stories because like, some of these have to be repeated. Never. <laughs> <Keep coming back>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Thank you, Appreciate it. Thanks, Stefan. A couple more, Brendan, and then we'll roll out next one. Tom right. coming up. Tom S. Tom, how are we doing? Great. How are you guys doing? Doing great, Tom. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Uh, so I'm here with my daughter who needled me to uh, ask a question after you guys uh, <laughs> had, had a little break there. So we uh, are, let me we are have her say hello here. Hi. Uh, anyway, oh, so um, a couple, <laughs> a couple of uh, 
sort of long-term sports debates that uh, I'm curious to hear you guys take on, or at least I don't think I've heard before. So one is the final few minutes of a basketball game. How do you guys feel about various rule switch scenarios uh, for making that more entertaining? And the second is uh, DHs, good or bad for baseball? The basketball, uh, the, the final minutes one, and I'll I'll touch. Yeah, what's that? Later. What's that thing called that they've they've experimented with? What are you talking about? The, the, the basketball. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. Uh, the guy invented the system that like it it changes the uh, the score down the stretch or something. Tom's probably losing his mind. He's muted though. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember the name either. But it's like yeah, uh, it, in the last thirty though. seconds, you add ten points on to. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I think that's great for G League games or what the hell ever. But I'm sorry, I'm never going to get there <laughs> with 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 college ball. The NBA, I just no man. The game, the game is what it is, and um, there are ways to come back. Crazy things have happened. I don't like the idea of manipulation. Um, I'm sure people who are proponents of these things would say it's not manipulation. But you know what? I'm an old fart, and I don't give a shit. And that's what I think it is. So that's going to be the way it is. Um, and. Uh, do you have a do you have D- a DH rule? I've always thought it's soft. But I'm a National League guy. Baseball is breaking our uh, souls yet again here. Uh, the, the, you're a National League. You don't like the DH? No. You know, probably don't either. To be quite honest, I yeah, I agree. Like I would go back at this point if I was baseball, and this is a good question. And I don't really watch baseball, and I'm probably right. one of the people that lost interest in baseball as a kid. When they had the first strike, if, I mean, to be, I was like, what, 10, 11, something like that. But I would probably just like embrace all the weird stuff. Yeah, let's make the pitchers bat, like whatever. <laughs> I would say go back to all of, everyone has to go back to the way it was. We're going all the way. We're going to have to do something to get people back into this game. Uh, and I don't want to see any more DH. Yeah, I, I, I'm, all, I'm all for the pitchers batting. That's what I want. I want them to come back, though. I guess that would be number one. Could they play? That would be a. Uh... Yeah, I was, one, to to I was hoping yeah. to go to Tigers opening day this year. Unfortunately, it'll be in like July or something. So yeah. we'll see. Yes. Tom, we appreciate it. Thank you for the question. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. No problem. Absolutely. Last one here. E- Elam, Elam ending. Somebody answered it in there. Elam ending. That's it. We've got Ryan coming on here. Yeah, rolling in. Ryan, how are we doing? Hey, pretty good, guys. Uh been a long time listener since back Absolutely. in the M Live days, so good to good to talk to you guys. Appreciate I, know that, you, I know you uh tweeted about it today about Western needing a new coach now and Saudi's name coming up for that. Is mm-hmm. that his is that his to say no? Or do they put a full court press on him for that? And if and if he says yeah, no, I don't really where know. do they look for that? Where do they look for that? I, I don't know how much they can make like I'm sure the last time around in twenty twenty they had to have put together as enticing of a, of an offer as they, as they could have. And I, I don't think, I don't really know how close it even came, um, if at all. So uh, it's one of those, you have to call him, right, Ryan? Like mm-hmm. you got to say, you got to yeah. hope, like, hey, maybe, maybe you never know. A guy could just be at a point in his life where he says, you know what, I want a head job. Or he could not be enjoying his current experience, right? You, you never know. So 
you're going to try. You're going to, I think, come up with the most that you can offer and, and go to him first, make him say no. Um, sure. And then beyond that, like, you know, he's the alum. So that makes sense. Like it, Dwayne Stevens already said once, like, I don't know if you even bothered doubling back there. He already said no, like, but those are different guys, right? Saudi and, 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 and Dwayne Stevens. So after that, man, I, I haven't honestly haven't given it enough thought to like rattle off a list of names. And I don't know, enough about uh, Western Michigan basketball to, to pretend to have any kind of plausible list. Um, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta swing. You gotta go. I, I think yeah. Ryan, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll wait for Brendan to log back in here and then we'll uh, ride on out. Well, I think this was okay. Uh, the first, uh, Mike, what do you think? The first run through Brendan, just tell him to log back in. Is he like going to click on the, on the thing or am I going to have to? Yeah, no, he'll, he'll, he'll be back in. Well, I think this was okay. As I run through a couple more of these. Uh, let me see what – we've got a couple other in the uh, queue, and I'll run through some of these before we get out of here. Uh, Alex says, love all the UP, love this episode. Absolutely. I don't know why where that came from. Dickinson-Castleton matchup Ryan brought up. That would be interesting. Uh, uh, the former Michigan player there. And then Teddy asked, of course, and a couple of others as well. This will be recorded and available uh as a podcast episode, I believe, right, Mike? I think it's just going to be as you would get. Um, yeah, Brendan dropped. Anything else? Yeah. Hang yeah, on, well, uh, me here. this will be available uh, first thing tomorrow morning in the B podcast feed. Okay. Uh, okay, well, I'll send this out there and make him – because I'm going to say – yeah, I'm just going to send this out because he's texting me, and I don't know what happened to his thing. So, anyway – well, I appreciate everyone joining us. This was great. And we will do more of these um, because I think we had some really good feedback here. And I think that uh, anyone else who was bashful this time wants to join us next time, uh, feel free to either leave a question in the queue when we do this or you can uh, join us via audio. In the meantime, for Brendan, Mr. Technical Difficulty, as he fell out of here, I am Nick. Be sure to tip your bartenders and your servers. Ah.